0: Hello everybody, it's Ryan Fontenot here again with the One Million Cent Podcast. As you know, our goal here is very simple, to train one million teens around the globe to share the gospel by 2030. So whether you're a teen listening, a parent, a youth pastor, missionary, I'm telling you right now, it is a simple goal that we have that you are able to talk about Jesus in everyday life right where you are. We do that a couple of different ways. Number one, I get on here, give you tips and tools that I have experienced and known and learned over the years of my life on how to share the gospel. And then two, um, I get to interview some of my favorite people on the planet. Some are new friends, some are old friends, some are missionaries, some are pastors, some are lay leaders, some are well, just fill in the blank. Well, today I am super excited to have one of my missionary friends from Mexico with us right now, Mr. Micah Carter. Micah, what's going on, my brother?
1: How you doing, Ryan? It's good to see you. Good to be able to be a part of this. Thank you for the invite.
0: Oh, uh, my brother, what... A joy when you said yes, I was like, "Oh yeah, I can't, I can't believe it, man! I get to have Micah on here. Micah and his family lead a ministry down in Mexico. He's going to tell you more about Big Heart Orphanage. Um, I got connected with them a couple years ago through a church that we partner with, BT Church down in McAllen. Uh, Pastor Chris connected Micah and I." And, uh, man, we have got to do a couple of ministry opportunities together and uh, got to go down into Reynosa and see what God is doing there. And uh, so I can't wait for you all to hear more about that. But, Micah, um, it's, it's, it's not quite noon yet, so I think we need to warm up a little bit. And one of the ways that I like to warm up before we jump in too far is just some rapid fire questions. Sound good to you? Sounds good. Let's hear it. All right, man. Well, people want to know you're down in Mexico. Here's the question. In Mexico, Micah Carter, are you a coffee guy? Or are you a energy drink guy? What you got? Definitely a coffee guy. There don't, it is. Don't do the energy drinks. <laughs> coffee. I love it. Now, I, I'm curious, man. Is there a special blend down in Mexico or do you bring it over? What, what do you got, man?
1: I actually bring it over from the states uh any anything okay we we have a couple local coffee shops that do really good coffee and uh yeah they they usually hook us up with some good coffee, so we just bring it over it. and brew it I
0: and, love it and enjoy it yes, sir, I love it. I love it well, uh talking about coffee and energy uh thinking your time of day are you a morning guy midday guy are you a night guy? when is your sweet spot of the day
1: uh as I've gotten older, um, my sweet spot is definitely in the morning. I'm definitely a morning. All right. um, I uh, got to have that time to myself, and the only time I get that is at five in the morning. So I'm a five o'clock in the morning guy, where I get five to six, where it's you know
0: Boom.
1: peace, quiet, and just time for myself, and then uh, and that gets me going for the rest of the day. So uh, <laughs> definitely morning. Oh
0: yeah. That's good, man. Mark out that time. I love it. I love it. So, hey, when you travel, your preferred mode of travel? Are you a flying guy or are you a driving guy? You wanna you wanna take the journey or you wanna get to the destination? Where are you, man?
1: Uh, I'm a little bit of both. I'll be honest with you. I,
0: okay. Me
1: right. and the family, we we love road trips. In fact, Jenny and I, when mm-hmm. when we first got married, I mean, we drove. We we love we love doing the road trips. It's also very nice yeah. to, to fly when you know uh, when you can, but. Man, we're, we're definitely road trip
0: people. All right. All right. I've done a road trip with you guys and it is pretty fun. So <laughs> I, I, have, I have a theory that the road trip is all about who you're with. And, uh, you that's know, right. that can make or break the road trip. Right. right. So that's, right. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Well, when you're on this trip uh, with your family, are you going to the beach or are you going to the mountains, man? Where are you headed?
1: Well, we're supposed to die to ourselves, right? And serve our wives. So it's usually to the beach. <laughs> uh, Yes. I mean it's it's to the beach ninety percent of the time. Um All right. not a beach guy. Uh, I'm definitely more of yes. a mountain guy and uh, every once in a while we'll get to go to to a place where it's more the mountains and stuff like that. So but it's usually the beach.
0: That's right. Why? Because you're a beach guy, why? Because your wife's a beach girl. <laughs> that's
1: right. I
0: love it, man. I
1: love the beach that. is I only about it. an hour and fifteen minutes from here, so it's a
0: quick, easy drive. Oh, so, that's fair. That, that that's yeah. fair, yeah that 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 does help. So, all right, man. Well, when you're on this trip and you and your family have enjoyed a nice meal, you're going to top it off with pie. Are you going to top it off with cake, man? What's your preferred dessert?
1: Definitely a pie guy. Okay. All right. But favorite is uh, a key lime pie or a peanut butter pie.
0: Oh, dude, I think we may have the same taste buds, my friend. I I am a key lime pie guy. A good key lime pie, it's hard to beat it, man. Yeah. It's hard to beat yeah. it for sure. For sure. So, and then uh then it's hard to mess up peanut butter too. I agree. <laughs> I agree. <Yeah>. That's right. <laughs> oh man. Well, maybe a little bit more spiritual here, bro. When uh when you're in your quiet time or whatever, when you're trying to just be with the Lord, are you are you, are you, are you leaning toward the Old Testament or are you leaning into the New Testament? Man, where are you at?
1: uh man I'm all over the place uh but I feel like uh, man, i I would say I'm definitely more of a New testament person um but I love to uh to bounce back and forth and i, I fortunately the Bible that I have here allows me i mean like with, with some of the guidelines and stuff that I go through in my study time it it, it does a little bit of both but i'm definitely I would say more yeah. of a go-to is a New Testament, but I yeah. love tying in the Old Testament and how it all plays together.
0: Right, man. I know it's a trick question, yeah. too. Everybody's like, "Uh, both? You're like, yes, I know both, right? I know, I know, I know. But we all kind of, yeah. I, I have lots of friends who are like Old Testament, like, man, when I open up my Bible, I'm just jumping in the yeah. old man, the narratives, the stories, the wisdom literature, yeah. whatever. I have other guys that are like, hey, man, New Testament, Paul, Jesus. I mean, boom, we're there, you know? So yeah, yeah well, speaking of the New Testament, um, there, there's four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. My question is, bro, you had to pick one. Who you going to roll with, man? Where do you spend the time? Where are you going to go? Who's your favorite?
1: I, I usually spend more time in Luke, um, John, Luke and okay. John, but I would say Luke more. I just, I don't, I'm not,
0: I don't really, can't really
1: pinpoint everything about that as to why, but I just usually go to to Luke.
0: Yeah, there you go, there you go. I love that man. I, I, I've had several friends say they're Luke. They like his, uh, his study, his investigation and stuff like that. He tells, seems to tell more of the story, you yeah. know, and stuff like yeah. that. Where. Where my, my personality, sometimes I like Mark because he's like, get to the point. All right, on the way. Yeah, next. Yeah. And, and I think that's kind of how i leave, but I love that yeah. man. Well, this is last, but, but, but uh, I don't want you to answer this right now. Um, we're going to come back to it at the end. When it comes to Micah Carter, missionary in Big Heart Orphanage, is my man a dog guy? Or a cat guy? Don't answer it right now. We'll come back to it at the end. I'm not trying to start a fight or war, but this has been fun (laughs) to hear where people land dog guy or cat guy, and this may be one of those, well, I am, but my wife is. Either way, man, we're going to get back to it here in just a little bit, but man, thank you again for being on here with us, man. So excited to spend some time together, and uh, let's just kick it off like this. A lot of people have no idea who you are, what you do, so why don't we start there? Micah, I know you work for Big Heart Orphanage. Tell us a little bit about that, and what do you guys do?
1: Yeah, first off, uh, me and my wife, uh, Jennifer, uh, we... We live here in Reynosa, Mexico. We we run one of our two locations, uh, Big, Heart Minist- uh, Big Heart Ministries, and um, and we work with single moms. The idea is to try and keep families together, um, and so we will have single moms come asking us for help, um, and really more than anything, that's that's a lot of uh, mothers that are just barely getting by. Let's say they've come up from down south maybe, uh, trying to get to the border. If a lot of the mindset is, if I can just get across the border, I'll have a better life. Uh, a lot of people get stuck here on the border and then they look for jobs and being from out of state, um, they, they, they struggle with that. And so then also not having any yeah. family around or anything like that. Um, what ends up happening is a mom is, you know, living on her own, trying to raise one, two, three, four, in some cases five, like we have a mom of five kids here. They're from Guadalajara, which is about a 10 hour drive. And uh, and they're trying to trying to make it on their own, but they're not making, Let you know, ends aren't meeting. And so um, most of the jobs that people from out of state can get here will be a factory job. Factory job, you know, you're working 10, 12 hour shifts, five to six days a week. And so whether it be in the morning, during the day, or during the night into the morning, um, you know, you're, that's a long time to not be around your kids. If they're in school, they're still coming back and there's still many hours where you're not around. Um, and so our hope, our desire is to help those single moms with their kids, um, provide all their needs for them. They live with us. Um, we take care of all their needs. There's no expense to the mom. The idea is for the mom to try and get back on her feet. Um, you know, get that job, get a steady job, you know, fix up you know, the place where she's living or whatever. And, uh, you know, at a point in time where she feels like she's in a position to take them back and take care of them. Uh, then we, we yeah. give them back to them. It doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. Mothers do do better. Uh, but what I'm saying is because yeah. of the fact of the relationship that we build over the time that they're here, the mothers see the, the investment, the, the relationship and know that it's a good safe mm-hmm. place for their kids to continue to be. And so because we work alongside the moms, we want to make sure that we're continuing to build their relationship so that one day when they do go home, that's a continued good relationship. And so we work with the moms. We we, uh, love on their kids. They live with us, like I said, and then every other weekend they go home and spend a weekend with their mom. Um, And on the weekend that they're here with us, the mom comes on a Sunday and we have a family day, what we call. And so the whole day we're working together with the mom and the kids together. And so the idea is just investing in these kids, sharing the gospel with them, um, loving on them, encouraging them, um, and uh, just being a family to them. Um, So that's what we we always call it, you know, with a big heart family. And so anybody that comes in our doors, the idea is for them to feel at home. And so... That's a lot of what we do.
0: Man, talk about reaching a generation endangered. Man, what a what a what an incredible ministry you guys have, and it's an honor to just be a small part of helping uh, you guys out in uh, each month. And so, um, if you want to know more, obviously we'll drop his information in the show notes as well. But uh, what's the website they can go to uh, maybe to learn a little bit more? Because you have two locations, right? That's... And then y'all are connected with the school in Reynosa as well, correct? That's correct.
1: Um, so. We, our second location is about three and a half hours into Mexico in a much prettier place of Mexico in the mountains. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's a large location that we just took over four years ago. And that's in Ramos, Arispe, Coahuila is the name of that state. Um, and then our school, the story behind our school real quick is we, we knew that God was calling us to build a school for our kids uh, in the orphanage. And that's what we started to do. And we were good with that plan. Um, we knew that that was God's calling us. And so we worked for that and we had our kids in that school and we did kind of like a homeschooling setup, but then we also allowed like our board members and some, some good staff, like our, some of our good friends that were staff, their kids to be a part of the school. And then we just had continual people from our community coming and saying, how can our kids be a part of the school? We also want to get our kids out of the school system because it's just a bad deal. Wow, yeah. So through prayer and and allowing us to submit to what God's plan was, He allowed us to open it up <laughs> to the community. And in the last yeah. four years, um, it's grown from about eighty students, uh, eighty or ninety students to just under six hundred students. Um, wow. And uh, we're wow. just we're a registered Christian private school here in Reynosa. Uh, an amazing opportunity that we have is the fact that. Because of the, the school's actually been open for 12 years, uh, 14 years, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. And yeah. because of the, the reputation that we have as a school and the education that we give, um, we have people from all over Reynosa coming to our little school in a, in a community that I would say is lower to middle class and um, on the outskirts of town where people are driving 45 minutes to an hour to come to school. Um, but it's because of the reputation and the good education but the awesome opportunity and huge responsibility is the fact that 75 80% of the kids that are in our school are non believers yeah. and the parents Wow.
0: No, say that say that yeah. again 75 to 80% of kids in your school are non believers
1: and families are non believers but when they come when the parents come you know we have a meeting with every parent when the kids is saying this is who we are. Right. This is what we stand for. This is what we're going to be teaching your kids. They're going to have devotion every morning. They're going to have chapel once a week. Yeah. Every every event that we do at the school, it's all going to be uh, Christ centered, and you're you're going to, you're going to learn about the gospel here and, and all that. And as long as you're cool with that, arms open, like we
0: want <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, you're
1: welcome here, and all that. If you have a problem yeah. with that, that's that's okay. This may not be the right school for, yeah. for you. For you to, to be it, but fortunately they they come and then we've seen kids come to know the lord kids leading their fa- their parents to know the lord and it's just been little by little and god's going to continue working through that and we just like i said <laughs> a huge opportunity but a huge responsibility wow. is working yeah. with all these families and so um but our website is bigheartorphanage.org um Simple yeah. hardwarefinish.org. you can have, there, it's not really detailed but you can find a lot of information on there and uh,
0: yeah, yeah so yeah and' we'll, and we'll obviously drop ways that you can connect with Mike and his team if you got questions or um, man want to know more about ways that you can um, be part of because I know they host uh, mission teams come in and things like that. He and I were chatting a little bit before the video and um, so they do host teams as well. Get in touch with them. If you are a youth pastor, a leader saying, hey, man, um, how can we be part? Because they are doing an incredible ministry in a much needed area. And, you know, Mike, I guess when you were talking, I didn't think about, you know, those who are trying to to, to come into the U.S. Uh, those of you who may not know, Reynoso is right on the border uh, near McAllen, Texas. And so this would be kind of a last stop in Mexico before crossing over, and so if they're not able to get over, then they're kind of there with you guys. Is that is that fair? Well, yeah,
1: they're in yeah in Reynosa area, yeah, of course. And in fact, we've had yeah. a huge influx yeah. of all the immigrants that have been coming through. Like right now, this is mm-hmm. going to sound a little crazy if you haven't looked at the news. Um, you may not know this, but right now Reynosa border is just covered in people from he- uh, Haiti. So. We have wow. thousands upon thousands upon thousands of Haitians that have come and are getting across right. little by little because of the system that that has been set up. Yeah. But um, not all of them get across. Mm. So Reynosa is, yeah. has got a lot of Haitian population right now, and um, we're, we we work with different pastors that they personally go and, and serve uh, with the immigrants yeah. and stuff like that. And it's it's uh, it's quite. Yeah it's quite a sight to see. There's a lot of people fleeing from unfortunate situations to try and get to the United States. And so it's uh a,
0: Man, that's that's uh, that's really eye-opening. And so I would say maybe if you're a pastor and and you have a heart for Haiti, I know a lot of churches in the U.S. after the earthquake really poured into Haiti and all that, you have a heart for Haitian people, uh, this may be a spot where um, you guys can begin to to help make a difference. And so anyway, man, I, I'm not trying to manifest anything there or whatever, but I'm just saying, as you were saying that, I was like, oh man, well, I know, because I know a couple of friends who, uh, man, have a huge heart for Haitian people and never never ring a bell and rings a bell, you know, until you hear people like you that are on the ground and you're right there and you're like, Hey, CNN, Fox, like, here's the reality of what's going on. Here's where we are. Here's the needs. And so, uh, man, Uh, I just want to say thanks for your ministry there. Tons of, tons of outreach to the next generation, which is the heartbeat of our ministry. The goal of this podcast, obviously helping, you know, equip believers to share their faith, um, to share the gospel where they are. Exciting things that uh, we're going to be embarking on this year with uh, Mike and his team is uh, man we're going to be translating um, our training into the native tongue where they are. And I know Roberto is part of the school and uh, he's going to be helping us out there. So I'm excited about that. We'll be dropping more details um, of that there. But, but Micah, um, how I'm trying to think the best way to say this. when When you have a student in your school and they are a believer, now they're in the school, there's a lot of non-believers. And maybe they know they ought to share their faith with other people, with their friends around them, but maybe there's a timidity there. I'm curious if it's the same fears and timidity that you know, American students have, Uh, what are some of the fears that students would have in sharing their faith with their peers, um, even at your school there? What would be some of the fears and questions you, you encounter there?
1: I think, I mean, yeah, I would, I would agree with you. It's, it's very similar to stuff in the States and it's stuff as simple as, you know, just feeling like a, like a outcast, uh, even though you're in a Christian school Mm -hmm. um, feeling like you don't want to be too radical um and uh, all all that kind of stuff that, that goes with it, but I mean, yeah, it's it's uh, Ryan. I I uh, I have to say, like, I yeah. All there's there's different things, uh, same things as in the states, as far as like why you wouldn't want to just the the
0: right yeah. needing
1: to be not so maybe not so secure in, in your relationship with Christ or not as bold or just that personality, right? But yeah, I will say that it's been awesome to see those that have come to know the Lord in our school, like, like, like receive it and accept it and, and stand firm on it. Like not that they haven't been swayed one way or another by their friends and situations and just life, but just to see that when, when it comes down to it, like, I mean, to be honest with you, well, here, let me say that our our school is a Christian school, but just like we don't, uh, discriminate uh non Christians from coming. Mm-hmm. We want them to be there. Some of our teachers yeah. are non believers. And see yeah. yeah to see them and it's kind of the same thing we tell the teacher, like you can we we love for you to teach <clears throat> excuse me, this is what you're gonna teach. This is what we're you know going. And if you have yeah. a problem with that we understand. And we've had teachers say, no, all good, but then when it comes down to it they're they're sharing <clears throat> in a devotional or something like that devotion time or chapel and it's like they're, they're, Mm -hmm. they're not too sure about what they're sharing. And then hear students say, excuse me, I don't think that's correct. I mean, that's not what my Bible (laughs) says, or this is, and and see a kid stand up to a teacher, not in in a a respectful way, not in, but like to say, no, this is, that's the truth. And, and to to have, Mm -hmm. to have to have a talk afterwards because a student stood up to a teacher that was maybe giving the wrong message. It's one of those things where you say, yeah, you know, yeah. yes, there's a time and place for that. And maybe not in front of all the other students would have been best thing. But <laughs> but the reality was to right, see a student right. bold enough in their faith to say, no, that's not correct. And, mm, you're, you know, yes, what you're yes. sharing is not correct or this or that. And uh, mm-hmm. so, I mean, it's just I, all that to say, yes, same struggles. But it's cool to see that there are kids that are, you know, fully invested in it and fully like have a relationship and yeah, are, are being bold and, and, and speaking out. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> Man, that, that's, that's <laughs> awesome to hear. And, uh, and, and I think it's fun, you know, to hear kind of unique perspectives, you know, now, maybe something in the U S we would never think about having something like that, like a teacher who wasn't sure of their faith and stuff. And, but that, and I think a lot of times that's because we have that, that, that what I'd say that luxury, right? Y'all don't have that luxury a lot of times. And also you're bringing these teachers on now. They have an opportunity to see and to hear about Jesus as well. Um, have you, has there been a time where, where a teacher crossed the line of faith where they're like, Hey, yep. I'm not a believer. And man, I want that to, to can you, can you share one of those? Stories, yeah, man? In
1: fact, um, well there's been there's been a couple um it's been awesome so every year we do a retreat uh which you were able to be a part of it mm-hmm. yeah um, and yeah, at yeah. that retreat um we had people uh, some of the past uh some of the teachers come to know the lord in that time and it was just it a lot of the i would say the the mexican culture um comes from a catholic background but it's just like just like in america everybody's a christian in mexico everybody's a catholic <laughs> even though they don't attend church. They don't really have a relationship. You know, all this kind of stuff. It's like, oh, my parents are Catholic, so I'm Catholic, and this is who. And so yeah. they have somewhat of an understanding, yet they've never really taken time to, to dive into it. And so, you know, I think those were a lot of situations in the, our last retreat. was just like, yeah, like I knew about Jesus. I knew about this, but it's never been spoken to me this way, and this makes sense. And the Holy Spirit worked in them, and, and I mean, we've had... Uh, quite a few come to know the Lord. And it's just been cool to see that transition to then see, not only did they come to know the Lord through our school and through the ministry, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, they're diving in and wanting to know more. And we're, we have like, yeah, every Wednesday, we actually do a, like a, a discipleship class at the school for all the mm-hmm. teachers, all the staff, all, you know, everybody. Yeah. It's one in the morning, one in the afternoon, uh, so that everybody can be a part of it. And just to see the hunger that they have to say like oh this is this is the this is the Jesus that I've heard about and he's real and I can have a relationship with him like I'm in so uh it's it's been really really cool so
0: Oh, man, I, I love that. And it was a joy to be with you guys. I can't wait to do it again. And, um, man, uh, it was it was awesome just to see these teachers cross that line of faith. And um, and it was Roberto did an incredible job translating for me and stuff like that. And uh, it, it was awesome, yes. man. It was such a joy. And I love the intentionality you guys <laughs> have with your leaders and your teachers pouring into them in retreats and devos, devotion times and and things like that. And I hope those of you that are watching or listening that you're getting this picture that that really one million cents tr- training a million teens around the globe to share the gospel. It's going to look different on every continent and every place. It's the same message, but it's going to look different whether you're in Reynoso. Uh, I, I, here's the crazy thing. What are y'all, 20 minutes from McAllen? Five minutes. <laughs> yeah, five minutes. So, so it's across the, depending on how long it takes you to get through customs, but they are across the border. But anyway, anyway, um, the, here's the crazy thing, like reaching McAllen, it just five minutes across the border is going to look radically different than reaching Reynosa. And I love the way you've contextualized the gospel. It's, uh, man, you're bringing people in. It's a family and community aspect. And, uh, man, I'm just so thankful uh, for what you guys are doing. If somebody wants to know more, is the best place to find out? Go to the website. Is it to shoot you an email? What's the best way? Somebody wants to know more. They're watching. They're listening. Hey, how can we be involved in in making Big Heart continue uh, to reach this generation?
1: Well, I mean – yeah, our website. We we have social media. Uh, you know, like Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's just big hard orphanage, so you can see more because we don't really update our website much, but we try to stay pretty right. updated on our our social media. Which and I have nothing social. really to do about because I don't have time for. But uh, <laughs> we have some some friends that help us with that, and so uh, there's a lot yes, of info on there. Yes. But uh, man, if you're curious, come and visit. Like, come and. Mm. Love on some kids that need some loving. Yeah. and and uh, and whatever fear or whatever you know that you may have about coming to Mexico because you watch the news too much or you hear you know one person story that happened you know so long ago if yes. you come, you'll realize that there it's a different reality when you get here and uh yeah but
0: uh but yeah, do we drove? I, mean, I, I could just echo that. We drove the streets. We walked the streets. We got street taco, like literal street tacos on the corner, man. So uh, you know, it was a, it was a joy. And Micah and his team there are incredible. You'll you'll be encouraged. I'm telling you, you you will be ignited in a, in a fresh way. Um, I can't wait to get my family down there and uh, to be with you guys. And uh, Micah, I just want to say, man, thanks for taking time today. I know you have probably a thousand things happening in your world. I heard the dogs barking in the background <laughs> and and all this stuff. So no telling who just rolled up there. Uh, but man, I'm am, I'm am so thankful for you, my brother. I pray for you guys. Uh, we're, we're honored to be a small part of, of helping. And listen, as you're watching, um, I'm telling you this right now. Um, every gift matters. Um, I know it's one thing to say, hey, we're praying for you. And we are. But um, just as a shout out of, hey, uh, maybe you've got some extra room in your budget, or maybe you need to make room in your budget. Um, If you're looking for a ministry to pour into, I think Big Heart Orphanage is one that is making a real impact in families, in lives, in the next generation. They're they're a part of, here's what I like to say, they're a part of changing family trees. And uh, man, I just, I love what you're doing there and your ministry you have to single moms, to families that are man, they're just in need. There's no better way to say it. Right. And, um, and I think about, was it James that said, you know, here's true religion, uh, to take care of the widows and orphans. And, um, man, you guys are doing an incredible job of that. So thanks for what you're doing, bro. I really, really appreciate it. Well, thank you.
1: Thank you guys. And honestly, those prayers, to be honest with you, that what we need the most is prayers and it's patience. It's wisdom. It's <laughs> Faithfulness, it's it's, but prayer is yes. is where it's at. So I appreciate you
0: so much. That's it, man. We always say, man, prayer is the power and uh, we're trusting, man, that the Holy Spirit is going to continue to use you and in uh, Big Heart Orphanage there. And uh, so, man, I just want to thank you and listen, as again, as you've watched or you've listened, uh, may, maybe here's a crazy thing. Maybe just this week you had a conversation with somebody about, hey, I wish I could do something in another country to make an impact. And you're listening to this or watching and you're like, whoa. Let me tell you, share that with that friend, whoever that was. Share this episode with them because you never know. I believe a lot of times that's not us. It's not the lunch we just had. That's the Holy Spirit inside of us, man, spurring us and encouraging us to share. So make sure you share this out. Um, And uh, Micah, I can't wait to see what God does with the one million cents with you guys in getting this training into the native tongue there in Spanish and, and equipping, equipping these students, equipping these teachers to be able to share Jesus in everyday life so mike is there any closing things you'd like to say anything that man specifically we could potentially be praying for you um even right now um
1: uh, man you you touched on a, on a very important point and i would say that um that that generational curses would continue to be demolished and mm-hmm. through our kids and our, our yeah. families and and we had like i said I mean, working with the moms, working with the kids. There's just so much stuff that has happened through their past, through their life, that we are continually having conversations about, and just encouraging them that the past doesn't define us. It's what, as we move forward, what God's going to be doing. But it's the decision to, to say it stops here. And uh, so, just uh, continued prayer in that. Um, man, we're we're just seeing some amazing things happening. With uh, these moms and uh, these families, and we just uh, we're encouraged every every time we get to get together and hear you know what's going on with with the moms and, and the kids, and uh, so just continue to pray for that. Um, yeah, that's our that's our man, big prayer right sure. now.
0: For sure, I love that. Well, hey man, before we jump off, let's go ahead and pray together. If you're a uh, listener watching, just pray with us right now in agreement. God, um, we pray for generational curses to be broken. We pray for family trees to be altered, for nations and generations to be impacted. Use Micah, use Jennifer, use their team, use Big Heart Orphanage to spread the love of Jesus in Reynosa, in Mexico, and around the globe. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, amen. 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 All right, Micah, well, the time has come. We're at the end of this interview, and before we jump off, man— Let me ask you the question that I know everybody's wondering is Micah Carter, big heart orphanage, a dog guy, which I heard him barking earlier or a cat guy, man, where are you?
1: Yeah, definitely on the dog side. Yeah. You, you called it out when you said, I heard those dogs barking. (laughs) I mean, yeah, people that want to come down also to visit, hopefully you're dog people, because we love our dogs. We've got like six or seven dogs and, uh, they love (laughs) people. And, and, uh, We love them. So
0: definitely not a cat. Oh, man. Not a cat. That's awesome, man. I love it way, man. I love that, dude. That's incredible. That's incredible. So dog guy. I hope that's what you guessed. If not, well, you were wrong. So dog guy. I love it. I love it. Well, bro, thanks for being on. And everybody who's listening or watching, thanks for tuning in today. I hope you were encouraged. I hope you were inspired. It's a little bit different episode today, which was so refreshing and exciting for me to get to see and to hear what God is up to around the globe. So listen, no matter whether you're in the U.S., Mexico, or somewhere else around the planet, don't forget this. Today is a great day to tell someone about Jesus. So let's go.